We're grateful to you for all the blessings of life. We're grateful, Father, for each one that is here this morning to truly worship you. Bless us as we look for you in our midst this morning. And we listen for that whisper as you give that to our spiritual ears this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just want to make sure you all know what he said. You don't have to stand up for the service.
from yesterday. Notice there is a carrying supper that Saturday night. And notice that our Sunday school classes, the, the uh, circles, and the joint Sunday school classes will be meeting together. And then we'll have our very promised service as our closing time. I, uh, next week, Carmen is going to share with us. Carmen's going to, he's going on a missions trip. I don't know, a leadership trip or something back down to Guatemala, we're going to miss it. And I don't know, uh, we, I, I, I was not aware that uh, that he, he was planning a trip the weekend that we did our great promise. We did have an oversight, we did set the day and didn't check with anybody else, we just did it. So he's not going to be here that weekend, but we wanted him to share and, and highlight his ministry also. He will be doing that uh, next, next week. Today we have uh, a short video from the Millers who we have, uh, have financed and supported for many, many, many years. And I think we've got that up here, do we? Yes, listen.
is there sunshine in my soul? Is there sunshine in your soul this morning? Let's stand and sing this morning and then go on to victory.
turn again. Sarah, Ronnie, think of our missionaries. We think of the ministry of Grace Place that feeds so many people that have not. And we think of our faith promise weekend that's coming up. Lord, let us hear your voice. Let us be committed to speak, Lord, for that servant here. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our families. The individuals that make up this congregation. Father, they're special people because they're your children. Lord, how it warms our soul. As we see the things transpiring around us, we know that we have this hope in you. Wrap us in your care this day. Bless the convenience of this service. Lord, if there be someone that needs a relationship with you this morning, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you? Lord, would you uh, speak to them this morning? And they would pick up the cross and follow you this morning. It's not something that we can do for them. It's something that they have to do for themselves because it's a personal relationship. Father, bless us for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
It's not everything that you and I have done. We can't boast of anything. We can't boast of good deeds. We can't boast of the things that has come about in our life. But because of Christ, we have access to not bring a lamb, but to accept the lamb of God as a sacrifice for our sin. Let us look at this first in verse 19. Let us draw near in worship. Let us draw near in worship to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. What keeps us away from the presence of God? What keeps you away from the presence of God? Have you ever been in any place, any circumstances, where you went into that place and you would knew in your heart this is not where God's at. Y'all ever been in a place like that? And it'll give you cold chills and realize God didn't have nothing to do, nothing to do with what's taking place here. Because of Christ, we have the right to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. I remember it serving as a uh, with the police force in Houston. Some of the places that I had to visit. And some places I would just cringe. Knowing my calling and knowing I was not in a place where God was at, but I was a place where Satan was Lord. Yes, I've been in prostitution houses. I've been in strip bars. I've been in prisons. I've talked to murderers. And sometimes I just get chills down my back. Oh, God, help me. And you leave those places and you feel so unclean. I feel like I need to get salvation all over again. You ever felt that way? You ever been in places like that? You just need it. But you know what? We can draw near because we are children of God. And we get to enter the holy place because of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross for you and me. You know, we've become too well adjusted to our culture. I, I preach on this a lot because I see it so much. We, become, we, we just fit into our culture and we think, well, whatever goes, you know, it's going to be all right. But as a Christian, we can't become adjusted to our culture because our culture is lost. And they don't know their way. But we have direction from the Master. We entered the holy place by the cleansing that the blood does for you. The blood, without the shedding of blood. You know, in, in, in earlier days, with all the different translations that come out of the Bible, maybe I told you this. We had a Bible that was, that was given to us when we went to Bible college. And you know, the more that we looked at that Bible, the blood was never used. It was substituted. 
he died, he died for you and he died for me. Once and for all. Nobody ever needs to die again for your sins because Jesus paid it all. And it gives us access to go into his presence. To go into his presence when we need comfort. To go into his presence when we need rest. To go into his presence when we need direction. To come into his presence when we need hope and assurance. To come into his presence when we need to experience our salvation. Sometimes all over again. To come into his presence when we need a fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. We can come into his presence because the blood has been shed. And without the shedding of blood... The scripture says, there is no forgiveness of sin. <coughs> so, folks, this morning, let us with a clear conscience. Because the blood of Jesus has washed your sins. Has cleansed your sin. Has buried your sin. You know, when Jesus went to the cross and he was buried, when he was on the cross, he had your sins laid upon him. And when he was buried, he took those sins sins of yours and mine and our burdens and they were buried in the ground. And when Jesus rose again, those old sins and burdens were left there and we are free. Victory. Victory. Did y'all hear that? Come with me this morning. If we can have victory because of the forgiveness of sin. A clean conscience. We don't have to leave, uh, live with a, a conscience that Waivers or a conscience that is not committed to Christ. The depth of our love for Christ is measured by the depth of our commitment. That we may take our life, our ordinary lives, our sleeping, our eating, our working, whatever we do, and offer it before the Lord is an offering because he's paid the price for it. I believe that we don't just come together to worship together this morning, but whenever we do in our commitment with Christ, we do it in his presence. Hey, when I wake up in the morning at 4 o'clock, wake up somebody else at 4.30, I'm in the presence of God. I'm in the presence of God when I go to bed at night. I'm in the presence of God when I'm in the office. I'm in the presence of God when I'm with His people. You see, I have access, and you have access this morning to worship Him this morning because of the blood. Well, secondly, this morning, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope as I uh, want to reiterate just for a, a second of why the book of Hebrews was even written. It was written to a second generation church that was discouraged. There was a lot of persecution taking place amongst those that would call themselves Christians. And the writer here says, hey, hold fast to your confession of your hope. Is our hope to be here one day and gone the next? No, no, not with Jesus. Despite when there's 
discouragement and the changes that are taking place. Did y'all make another thing to change it around? Does anybody realize that? Nobody knew that, did they? You know, our kids change, they grow up. I had the opportunity to eat several with my two boys this, this week. And Lynn and I both left and said, isn't it so nice to be able to sit down with adult children? <laughs> hey, you all from bigger families know what it was like when five kids come to the table. It was mass confusion. This kid yelling and that one screaming and this one was crying and that one was laughing and they, this one was arguing with that one and we had some good old supper times with the family. But you know, things change. Folks are not like they used to be. I, I know a lot of people, and, and y'all, I, I try to pick some, some of the older hymns for some of you that were raised on those hymns. We try to mix in some new ones every once in a while. But I want to tell you, times are changing. And we've got to find ways to minister in our culture today. And it's because we have a hope. And it's brighter than the perfect day. God has given us his spirit. And we want, Mary, we want the world to hear it. All our doubt pass away. Church, this is a place to express our Hope. Because if we don't practice here expressing our hope, we're not going to practice it coming out the door. Let us hold fast and express that hope that we have in Christ this morning. Several years ago, there was an incident that took place. You are all familiar with it. And I'll just read it as I've got written down. You are on flight 1549 on United Airways, January 15, 2009. You've begun to settle in on your plane. And you realize the plane has run in to a group of birds. This geese is struck by the plane. And the plane begins to lose its power. And it lands in the Hudson River. You remember the story, don't you? Aren't you glad you had an unwavering pilot and co-pilot on that plane. Now one soul was lost because of the quick thinking and the experience and wisdom of that pilot. I want you to know there is a lot of geese that we run into every day. You run into geese? Up north in Illinois, we run into deer all the time. I don't want you to run into, I guess down here, man, y'all run into bear. Whatever you run, we all run into different circumstances in our life, and sometimes we just don't know what to do. But I want to tell you this, that we 
not a moment that the Christian can be unwavering in his hope. We hold fast to that confession of our hope. You know, when people cease coming to the assembly, the church, the believers in the New Testament church, it was assumed that they had drifted from the faith. Did you know that you all are a minority today? You know, you two, our country was founded. It's a high percentage that would always gather together on a Sunday to worship. But did you realize that this morning uh, less than 30% will be the family church of confessing Christians will be found in church today? Back in the Old in the New Testament, if you didn't show up for church, they said, they thought that you'd lost your salvation. It was that important to them. You see, indifference kills the church. The one, one brick is missing. The foundations are shaking. Can I, can I share with you this morning? When you're gone, my heart hurts. When you're not here. If I may come, if, if, if I may come across a little bit I told Bob this morning, he said, Bob, I missed you last week. He said, well, what's my fault? It's Pat's. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that when you're not here, worship is just not the same for me. Because see, it's a time for letting us come together and expressing the confession of our hope without wavering. The greatest tool of evangelizing is expressing your hope of eternal life in the body of Christ. It is your testimony of your commitment to this hope. Lastly, this morning, verse 24, the writer says, let us consider then each other. Consider each other. Did you know that when you're gone, that affects every one of us? My kids were, two sons especially, were loved working puzzles. And they would get down and they would spread all the pieces, and sometimes they'd be simple puzzles, sometimes they'd be more complex puzzles, more pieces and everything. And what was more frustrating to them is when they couldn't find the right piece. And then they have the whole puzzle all down to about five or six pieces. And they would get so frustrated and angry when they couldn't find the right piece. That's how I feel when I come to the house of God to worship. When the pieces are not all here. I can't find the right pieces. You see, we can't function like we ought to when one of the pieces is missing. You are important. I don't mean to get personal with any of you because you all are very, very faithful here. But I want to remind you that when you're not here, I notice. And more than that, it discourages me sometimes because we have been instructed in the Word to assemble together because it fills up our hope. It fills up our confidence in the Lord. Let us consider each other that means it's an outward expression of the family of God. We sang that song, we're going to sing that song, the family of God, in just a few moments. 
Thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to stand this morning. You know, uh, when I, I used to go to church in Houston when I was in college, so the big church of God, it was a big church of one of the highways, and I go. The preacher there, he was he was kind of um, charismatic a little bit. When I say charismatic, energy, high energy. He always stopped the service right in the middle of it. And he'd say, okay, he said, it's time, it's time to turn around and greet one another. Me, greet your family members, you haven't seen them for a while. You haven't seen them for a week. And at that time, we'd all start saying, I'm so glad I'm part of the family God. And we'd have to turn around and greet, 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 greet. Then he said, stop. He stopped one time and he said, it scared me. He said, some of you aren't shaking hands. Well, I had stopped shaking hands. I knew he was talking directly to me. <laughs> Folks, we are part of a family. And as we like to greet our family members and our family, our blood family, get together, we also greet each other in the name of Jesus this morning. If you feel like shaking each other's hands, if you feel like hugging one another while we sing this song, you just go right ahead because I'm a part of the family. God, will you sing with me this morning?
But you know what? 